It's the Total Football New Zealand A-League show. I'm Connor Clements, very proud to bring you this new show uh, where we kind of discuss everything that's happening in the A-League with a Kiwi spin on things, but also just talking about the A-League in general. And I'm very excited to introduce my uh, fellow panellists for this discussion. Uh, We've got Ahmed Osman. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Good to be back, Connor. Yeah, it's good to have you back on. And of course, my co-host for most of our interviews recently, Mike Anderson. Hey, man. Looking forward to this. This should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to it as well. Well, um, boys, we'll start it off with our reaction to the most recent Wellington Phoenix game, a 1-1 draw with Adelaide United. We had a big chance to win it at the end, and you would have bet your house that Davila would have put it away, but unfortunately, Ahmed, he didn't. No, he didn't. That would have that was uh, gut-wrenching, wasn't it? Um, you can see that he's not really fit, but I thought the game was... Phoenix would be frustrated to come away with a draw on that I mean, Adelaide pre- played really well, but in terms of the chances created and Wellington coming back into the game um, not long after Adelaide had scored and getting that penalty and, you know, having the chance to win it and not not um, being able to um, not being able to tackle three points would surely frustrate them. But what a season they're having, man. Second place. Um, cemented their, uh, their final spot, and now it's just... Um, they've got all uh, to play for is just in that second spot. I think, going back to the penalty for a sec, I think the real question is, Davila or Eugene Daddy? Which penalty was worse? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Daddy's was yeah. pretty, pretty memorably bad, so i got to say Daddy. Yeah, but, like, you've yeah. got to think, like, I I guess it was because, you know, time, time heals a lot of wounds. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Davila's penalty, I just looked at that and went, Luckily, he has an amazing season before that had happened yeah. because Eugene Daddy only had one goal. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah. And 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 with you got to give Davila. I mean, uh, he was he went back to Mexico and then he came back um, after the whole COVID thing, and so and he wasn't long on after Wellington Phoenix had won that penalty. So you can see that he's not where he was before the lockdown. So. Which is? Do you think that would that's a little bit worrying in terms of like what? How many games left now? Three games or so to go. Yeah. Is that how many? Yeah, three games to go before finals, and then you know. So, uh, I I reckon yeah, Phoenix will hopefully you know try and get him fit as as um as quick as possible. And it's quite possible being a new dad, he's probably quite sleep deprived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, he's yeah. he's got other things to worry about now rather than just his footy. Uh, he's got a yeah. He's got a little boy to worry about. <laughs> so what do we think? Like Phoenix being on forty points, um, both with what is it? Three games to go? Is it twenty six games that they're playing throughout the season? Yeah. So so we've still got three games to go. Um, we're level with points with Melbourne City. Obviously Sydney, the Premier's Plate winners. Congratulations to Sydney, um, and they are just away laughing in top spot. They should. Um, happily uh, prepare themselves for the grand final series but um, the rest I'm looking across and I mean it's a really really close race with um, from ninth to um, yeah to fourth you got Brisbane yep. Roar on 35 you got Perth on 34 Adelaide 31 Western United 30 Newcastle on 28 Western Sydney on 27 and then crazily yeah. Melbourne victory you've changed uh, coaches of quite a few times on 20. And Central Coast Mariners, as all as everyone expected, um, despite having played twenty five games, they're bottom with fifteen points. So I think Central Coast Mariners will take the spoon again. 
Um, but victory won't make finals. Yeah, victory won't make finals, which is a massive, a massive shock to a lot of people. Yeah. But they they have had a, a very strange season, and then it's all to play for for the rest of the teams in those um, yeah. final couple of spots. Nice too. Yeah, a victory made even... out of it. Yeah, I'm just trying to work this out. I think they're mathematically in it, right? But it'd be a v- massive victory. Are still in it because Newcastle played 24 games, um, and so therefore they can still cu- come in. And also Adelaide have played 23, so they've got one game in hand, um, and can make up that deficit if they win everything from now. Mathematically, mathematically, they yes. do have. Yes. Yeah, they can make it, and they play tonight. Uh, victory play. Are they playing tonight against Brisbane? Yeah, they play. Do, yes. Yeah, they yeah. play. So mathematically, I mean, yeah, they could make it, but I, I mean, it's hard to not like. I would say Perth Adelaide would make up the top six, would just sneak in. Although Western United, you never know; they do have the strike force. They you know, do have a game in hand as well. They're only yeah. played twenty-one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you've got if you've got Borussia, who's like you know the top goal scorer in the A League, mm. and he's got the experience of winning it, so you can't rule them out. Uh, but Perth is. As well, Perth have been really strong under Tony, so they've also got a got a chance. Uh, it'll be interesting. But I'm going to no, pick. I'm going to say Adelaide Perth to sneak in. No Castro though. That's the big talking point. Obviously, Perth Glory and and the commentators love Diego Castro. Um, he's not there. He was on, in the running as well before COVID hit. He was going to be be the uh, the player of the season, according to the uh, the match ratings that they give out at the end of every game he was leading. That's not going to happen anymore because he's decided that he does not want to risk the health of his uh, his family uh, yeah. by playing. So interesting to see who that will go to instead and also if Perth um, will will falter. Due well, you got to say you? or you can pick any of the Sydney players. But they do it on point system, don't they? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. yeah. So, so he was leading that, but now he's not. Um, I, I think I'd, I, I'd agree. I really hope that Adelaide do finish above Western United for obvious reasons. Uh, it would be great to see Western United miss out on the playoffs, being a Phoenix fan. Um, but you never know. I mean, they do have, as you say, they've got the squad to sneak in there. They've got a game in hand on everyone else as well, having only played 21. So they've still definitely got a chance to get in that mix. Um, and it will be interesting to see whether it, it, it is, um, you know, the Phoenix finish outside the top two spots, maybe in, in third place. Western United finishes in sixth, there could be that uh, elimination game between Western United and Wellington, and that would be absolutely massive. Mm. I've got to say, it's pretty impressive to see Brisbane Raw in fourth, considering the season that they've had. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans would say, yeah, Robbie Fowler, amazing, but let's be perfectly honest, that's one of his first coaching gigs. Mm. And there hasn't been a lot of inspiration coming from, like, that side. And so to see them only sitting five points behind the neck who are albeit having one of the best seasons or one the best season that they've had yeah, is yeah. Uh, surprising. I guess, yeah, and the fact that Robbie's gone as well now just shows you that that, that team must be a very cohesive unit and a very um, together group of lads. And I, I guess credit to Robbie before he left because he, he did manage to get enough out of them that they're in this position. But you have to say how much of that is down to the coaching, how much of that is the players. Um, yeah. And we'll, I mean, it remains to be seen whether they will make it at the end of the season. They've still got um, obviously four games to go before it's all over. But if they can make the playoffs, um, having got rid of, uh, well, having not got rid of him, he decided to leave and go home. It'll be interesting to see where they do finish up, and then uh, and how much uh, credit Robbie will take at the end of the uh, at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I would be closer to 
are knowing what the finals are actually going to look like at the end of the season? You you, you kind of hope for Wellington Phoenix Sydney final, don't you? Although you could, I mean, Melbourne City, Phoenix, Melbourne City, Sydney. But then we know that you know in the A League that whole final system is pretty. It's like it's a one-off game, so teams could show up as as long as you finish in that top six. You're basically playing elimination cup football, right? So you're going to be up for those sorts of games. And that's, I think, the cruelty about the A-League is the fact that you work so hard throughout the season and you win as many games as you can. And then it comes to the stupid thing of like six uh, finishing in the top six and then you go into that cup game. I mean, you would love to see... I would say I'd love to see the Phoenix in the final, but Sydney, seeing as dominant as they have been, you can't really... You can't see them not winning it. But then again, it's happened before where Perth a couple of years ago, if you remember, had that brilliant season where they just like smashed everyone and come finals they were they didn't win it and it's happened so many times and it's really frustrating if you're a particular fan of that that club you know that you go into the entire season playing good football you finish um 10 11 12 points ahead of everyone and you win the premier's plate and then you don't win the grand final it must be so weird as a footballer eh, is to have have a season like sydney has had and to potentially not be considered champions of the league. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I happened, mean, the... it happened with Perth last season, you know. Perth won the Premier's Plate and then Sydney won the Grand Final. So Sydney benefited it um, from Sid... this system last season. Yeah, but Sydney under Graham Arnold as well. When Victory won it, I think it was 2017-18, uh, they'd finished, they, they finished on what? Something like 20-something points ahead of everyone. Mm. And they ended up losing the final to Melbourne Victory. Yeah. That was that was pretty cruel on them, and then you kind of go like, well, it, exactly the same with Perth, like you said last year, you know. Yeah, I mean, it goes, it has gone both ways for Sydney, and I guess it's credit to Sydney for being in the conversation each time, and even if they do win the Premier's Plate one season, having a mess like a record points total, but then lose it in the final, uh, at least they can bounce back and and not win the Premier's Plate, but then go in and win the Grand Final. But I guess it it begs the question, Ahmed, um, is this whole system a bit flawed, and should it just be a league system? Um, at, at, you know, like you do the league, do it similar to what they do in, in England with the Premier League and that promotion relegation system as well. Is that something that we need to see? Um, where it's just you know, you win the title, you win the you win the A League title, and uh, and there's no grand final system. Absolutely, I think everyone's crying out for that um, uh, in terms of like football fans, both here and across the ditch. Mm. But you've got a ten team league where. It's um you have to you have to have more games because at the moment what do they play twenty six twenty eight games yeah. and the season runs from uh, I think it's October till um, around this time June July so you have to start a little bit earlier in the year and have more games so if they're going to try I think there was talk recently about moving the A League forward into winter and I, that might be happening next season from the deal that they've got with Fox but. We need to be able to see it. And you've got MacArthur coming in, so there's going to be 11 teams next year, or 12 teams next year. So, yeah, that, that like any other league, you want to be playing that. And I think if you ask any club, that's exactly what they want to be doing because that's what you prepare for. And if you want to align with, like, Europe or other places, you've got the FFA Cup. Move that forward and play that, you know, alongside the A-League. So you still have that cup competition and knockout competition, yeah. but you've got a league system where you're playing more games, and winner takes all at the end of the of the season. Who has the most points takes it all. 
Yeah, and I think one of the best things they could do is, you know how the Phoenix, when they play in the FFA Cup, they have to play even their home games in Australia? Yeah. I know it's it's a cost issue, but really they should be playing those home games in Westpac. Imagine those semi-pro teams getting to come all the way over to New Zealand and actually play at Sky Stadium in front of a big crowd. It would just add more prestige to the competition. And look, I love your little shout-out to Westpac, by the way. I'm not letting you forget mm. that. Well done. If <laughs> um, they uh, needed to, they could fund these teams to come over to New Zealand. Uh, do you get what I mean? Um, and it would just make that competition a lot better. Um, and then you could have the prestigious cup competition because, let's be honest, Phoenix fans, and I'm sure it's um, the same for a lot of other teams around the around the competition. If your team wins an FFA Cup game, cool. If they don't, meh. Yeah. Who really well, that, well, that's why yeah. they're saying that they want to scrap the whole competition. And I'm saying, let's not scrap the whole competition. I agree with Armin. Let's play it alongside the season and don't yeah. make it just a glorified community shield like what they do in England where everyone's like, oh, it's the community shield. Cool, we won that whatever yeah you know it's a one-off game it feels like the ffa cup i know there's more games than one but it feels like a mixture of like community shield slash league cup you know like no one really cares about it I agree more yeah so yeah. they need to make it more prestigious and more and, and make it feel more valued and I, I don't know how they do that because obviously you need history to do that that's why the fa cup is such an amazing trophy because it has that history behind it that's why the chatham cup in new zealand as well is such an amazing trophy because it has that history behind it um absolutely so they need to figure out a way to make it more worthwhile. And I think playing it alongside the season and having it as a big um, kind of competition alongside the the final of a league system rather than this whole grand final thing, just make it that version and have it alongside the league's finale. So like one week after the league concludes, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Well, I think that the A-League did say that the hope for them is to go into that promotion relegation or like the points system mm but that's still a fair few years off. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, they've agreed to private ownership where, where the club's taking more control. Mm-hmm. The FFA kind of like, you know, being forced out because commercially the league's not doing well. No. And now you've got a problem where they've negotiated a one-year deal with Fox next year. After that, beyond that, the league has no broadcaster and no major league sponsor. So I believe, and I think that's what's been on the news, is that Hyundai also might not be renewing. So... There's a lot of this uncertainty. On top of that, you've got, you know, the issues that we're facing globally in terms of like COVID and everything that's happening and that's happened to sport and the impacts that COVID has has caused. It's it'll be interesting, you know, um, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of potential if actually like all the owners are trying to go that private route. So. It has it has the potential, but we hopefully we can get to that point system a lot sooner than you know the next couple of years. Because how many uh, uh, how many Asian Champions League spots do, do they league get? One or two? Two. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I know it's probably not going to happen, but the way to make that uh, cup competition a lot more prestigious is that you give the winner a uh, Champions League spot. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the interesting good. the interesting thing is though, even for for Phoenix now, if they finish second spot. Doesn't they matter. won't get a Champions League spot. Yeah, it'll go to the third place team. It'll go to, it'll go to, the it'll go to City. And, yeah. and, and that's fine. And if the Phoenix win the FFA Cup, then that's cool. Then the runner-up of the yeah. FA Cup or, or second or third gets that, cha- uh, that Champions League spot. Yeah. yeah, cool. But for the rest of the teams, I don't know, for like a Central Coast Mariners, 
they might actually put a lot more effort into the FFA Cup rather than just treat it like an extra game that they have to play. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is what a lot of clubs do at the moment for that competition. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's obvious that the format needs to change. I think they are aware of it and they've got to get more people on board in terms of making sure that it happens. Um, getting the competition expanded is a start, but they need to make sure that they start getting an, a, a kind of championship system or a or an A-League 2 or whatever you want to call it in place so that there can be promotion relegation. The games can mean more and you don't just have a team like Central Coast Mariners finishing bottom of the table you know, year in, year out, getting the wooden spoon, collecting it and going, okay, cool, but we'll, we'll still exist next season and, we, and we've still got the same amount of money that all the other clubs are getting. We've still got our contract. We've still got our license, all of that jazz. It's like, actually, no, if you go down, then you could lose a lot of players. It's going to be a big monetary hit to your organisation. You need to have that incentive to stay up in the top league and hopefully we can get this started before the league goes completely under because there's a lot of people saying, like, look, the league's in trouble financially. As you said, Ahmed, the major sponsor's not coming back to the party. Um, the broadcaster's pulling out. So the league itself needs a revamp. It needs it needs to revitalise, and, and it needs um, a shot in the arm, basically. And there, there's got to be a way to do that to make it continue to be worthwhile watching. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it, well, it's predictable at the moment in terms of who wins the league every year, mm. you know? You've got Sydney, Melbourne, with the exception of this year, Melbourne having a terrible season. And then you've also got the ownership of the City Group with Melbourne City. Mm. And how long, you've got to ask yourself, how long are they going to stick around if they're not going to be able to see, like if they're not going to see any commercial um, uh, revenue or outcomes with Melbourne City? Yeah. Because at the moment, they're probably putting money into it, but they're commercially they're not making any back, right? So it's like you've got, and then you've got good ownership with the Wellington Phoenix and maybe Perth, they've got a really good ownership. And then you've got Western Sydney who's just come in, MacArthur who's having problems just before they even entered the season with like the firings of like some of their CEOs. Sounds and like Western United, of, mate. <laughs> yeah, but then the likes of like Central, Central Coast, you know, Central Coast are really good at developing players, but then, their operational model, Brisbane, you know, Newcastle, there's a lot of issues there. So it's it'll be interesting because the league, the, the owners wanted privatization for so long. Now that they've got it, they really have to prove the, uh, the FFA wrong in saying that, well, yeah, we can run a good league where potential sponsors will see, you know, uh, and stakeholders will see commercial opportunities and we get, fans will turn up to games because at the moment the ratings are bad. You know, and you've got COVID, which even hindered what little fans who were showing up to games. So, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the 2021, 2020-2021 um, season will go. So next round, who we got? We got Melbourne Victory, Brisbane Raw shortly. We've got Adelaide United, Perth Glory, Western Sydney Wanderers playing the Wellington Phoenix, coming off a bye for Western Sydney, Melbourne City versus Sydney, and then Newcastle Jets, Western United. Um, those are in the next uh, kind of four or five days obviously they're playing a game a day pretty much um and the wellington phoenix game is the one i want to talk about of course uh, against western sydney wanderers friday the 31st of july 9 30 new zealand time boys what's your score prediction uh who do we think is going to be the difference maker in that game i'll start with you mike it's going to be 3-1 my score prediction with the phoenix is always 3-1 a little bit of a backstory to that okay. um okay i think um i reckon you Surely he goes out with a strong team here because he's finally got to that second, like that second spot. Um, do you reckon Soterio is the former Wanderers player, right? Yep. Yes. Do you reckon he starts? 
I mean, he always seems to score against them. They scored. They, it was a three-one win in the warm-up, Mike. So, yeah, yeah, three-one, and I can Soterio to to score. Oh, Soterio to score against his former team. Um, Ahmed, celebrating. By the way, are we the first game back had fans, right? I was trying to work out on the yeah. in the previous game. Yes, some were fans there, are allowed. Were there fans in the stadium, so or was what, that just crowd? No, no, no. So what happened was that it was the area it was held in, and it was a Sydney game. So they they had fans there, but it's all the Victoria games, and like you're not allowed any fans in those ones. Um, and I, I don't know, like there's there's weird rules about it where they're only allowed a limited number. So obviously, for an A League game, it was kind of this you know par for the course you don't expect many fans so it was just standard but um yeah it's just strange in those stadiums with no fans um and it's also strange having like a limit like i think it was a thousand or something or two thousand limit um yeah, look, but obviously that's that, been scaled back now that one that had fans um with us looked a little bit like the taranaki stadium with that big bank on one yeah, side yeah yeah, yeah 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 you could see them all there on their ponchos cause it was terrible weather in that in that game that sydney one Mm. I think Phoenix Phoenix will win uh, against Wanderers. Uh, we've beaten them. They've beaten them this season a couple times. Three, yeah, I'd go three nil. Oh, three nil. Uh, okay. Three nil. And like Mike was saying, Soteria always seems to score against them. And uh, yeah, I, I would say um, Soterio, Piscopo, and Libby Kikachi maybe. Nah, go on, Libby Kikachi. Love it. He's, He's having a, he's having a good season. Yeah, he's having a fantastic season. Yeah, I, I'm going to say two nil. I want the two nil. I, I think with um, Luke Devere back, I hope Stevie Taylor plays as well. But I'm not sure whether he'll be rested or not. Obviously, with this whole uh, rotation policy that seems to be going on, we did play a very young and experienced um, for the majority side against Adelaide when we played them. So I'm hoping that we'll have a couple more uh of the experience plays back obviously david ball missed the game um as well so having him back will be crucial he's been invaluable to us this season after a after a slow start he's really come come on in leaps and bounds and proves to be one of our uh, most you know key players and then hooper as well uh hopefully the villa's looking back to his former self um although i'm not holding my breath but Callum mccow it's another one who's really impressed me i'm hoping that he can get on the score sheet um and maybe someone like satira against his former club would be fantastic Okay, so talking about you, it, boys. Oh, so do you sorry. reckon he's going to start with his strongest side? I think he should start with the strongest side he can, apart from, obviously, if he's resting someone like Stevie T or, or Kakachi, if they've had those past three games playing. I think Kakachi, though, can, can play on because he's young. He can go on, but I'm just not sure about Stevie Taylor, although Stevie Taylor, if he hears this, is probably going, nah, mate, I've got it covered. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. He's a fighter, so you got to appreciate that from your captain as well. You want your captain to play every single game, um, and he has proven that he can he can mix it. Yeah, the best. but would you want to risk him? This that's the close thing. To, that's the thing. Would you want to risk him this close to the finals? Yeah. So that's the thing yeah. you always have to say. Okay, hold on. Like we know your desire. We know you want to play. We know you want to be there for the run-in, and you want to secure that second spot, so we don't have to do those annoying kind of sudden death eliminations. Yeah. Um, but at the same time do we want to risk it and then potentially have you ruled out for the for the games that really matter when we when we make that final playoff run so yeah it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act but i think um yeah i think if it was me i'd probably start him and just say like let's let's um let's go for it it's a massive game for adelaide and perth the game before beforehand when yeah. they're facing each other a yeah. classic a classic six pointer right like mm. especially because well it's even more so for perth 
Um, but yeah, I hope for Vince Lear's sake, uh, LA get over on that one and they'll put a little bit of distance between them and Western United. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, 100%, I think Vinny Lear deserves it. And uh, yeah, I hope that they they go through and they, they get the job done. Um, okay, best Kiwi player to play for another A-League team. And this is based on the fact, we talked about this beforehand, this is based on Costa Barbarossa's three Premier League, uh, well, Premier League, Premier's plates for one for Brisbane, one for Melbourne, and one for Sydney. Is he the best Kiwi player to play for another A-League team? We'll start with you, Mike. Uh, there's only one for me, and it's Danny Hay. Oh, Danny Hay. <laughs> so which did one... he... Who did he play for? He I'm kind of... Brisbane, the if I remember. He played for the New Zealand Lights. I think he played for another A-League team as well, if I remember. But Perth yeah, just Glory? double check that. Is it Perth Glory? Is... Yes, yeah. it was Perth Glory. Yeah, it was Perth Glory. Well done. Well remembered. Uh, he played only four games for them, though. So does he really count as an A-League legend when he plays... You know. Well, no. you, you're saying the best player to play for another A-League team, right? Yeah, he you did play me... 48 games for them in the NSL, the old A-League. Yeah. And 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 also he's played for the, for Perth. I, you know, I, I I think he's a good shout for the best player. I mean, I know that we're going to think of more modern players, but I think Danny Hay is definitely a strong strong shout, especially with the Green Green Bay connection. <laughs> Green Bay connection. Okay, and Ahmed, who do you think? I mean, I was saying before, it's so hard because there's been some great players that, that played across the ditch. You know, Shane Smeltz, one of the top scorers in the A-League, Glenn Moss, you know, Marco Rojas. But for me, I would just have to say Costa Barbarossa's in terms of just based on achievement because mm. at the end of the day, it's that those it's the medals that are going to count, right? The winners of medals. And Costa Barbarossa has three championships. So the season he had with Brisbane before heading over to Greece, I mean, that was incredible. Uh, in Ange Postacoglu's team mm. in Brisbane. Incredible uh, team there. And, yeah, and that Brisbane team considered one of the best A-League sides. You know, they had uh, Broish and, like, you know, Costa Barbarossa's. And, I think that and was Barisha as well, the, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Was it? Was it? Yeah, I think that was, was Barisha it? as well. Was that his first season? Mm-hmm. Is it fair to yeah. say that the side that he's actually had the least impact on is the Phoenix? Yes, 100%. Whenever he played for the Phoenix, Costa. he was a shadow of what he was for other teams. I, I fully agree. Yeah, I think so, because I, I so, he was signed here as uh, one of the Marquis, and there was a lot of expectation when he came back home. A lot of yeah. expectation, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I but don't you think look he lived at... up to it at all. Yeah. But I, I, it's yeah. also like in the great sides that he played in, the Melbourne Victory side, you know, um, that was yeah. a championship. Uh, and also, like the last one, although they didn't have his last premiership with the championship with Melbourne Victory, although they didn't have a great season, they finished in that final spot and they ended up winning. So, yeah, and he's got an FFA Cup. So, to me, I would say Costa Barbarossa's. And he's won another premier, uh, Premier's plate with Sydney. You know, he could what, well win his fourth. You know, I'm surprised that haven't, hasn't come into the conversation yet is Jeremy Brocky. Jeremy Brocky, good player. Um, Titles though, titles. I guess most of his titles, oh well, his titles have come overseas. Yeah, yeah. they've come in South Africa, haven't they? Um, Also, shout out to Vinny Lear for signing for Perth Glory. By the way, (laughs) he's not playing for Adelaide anymore. Is he not? No, no, he's he's signed for Perth Glory. And does that take? Has it come into effect straight away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing for them now. Yeah, it's a mid-season one. So shout out to him. Um, Obviously, he's an he's an Aussie though. So. 
not a New Zealand player. Uh, hmm, my my best player. I mean, yeah, I can't go past Barbarossa's. I do want to I do want to make a point though. I mean, you were talking about Marco Rojas, and I think should should we say that Marco Rojas is overrated because he hasn't Marco, won. Marco Rojas. Yeah, well, Marco Rojas hasn't won a single title. Um, despite playing for Melbourne Victory, he was kind of in between the title winning years. He would go off to, you know, he tried it in Stuttgart, Melbourne Victory won. Then uh, he tried it, his luck in uh, in Austria, um, the lower leagues of some Swiss teams. And every time he went overseas to try it, he, he was away when Melbourne Victory won. So as maybe he is maybe he's someone who's who's kind of comes in as a marquee signing. They say here he is, Marco Rojas. He'll help us out. He scores goals. He gets assists, but he ultimately doesn't win silverware. I, I think so. I mean, I think the, the the problem with Rojas has been every time he has, like you said, a good season because he's had a couple of great seasons with uh, with victory. Yeah. Um, and he's gone over to Europe. He's been very unfortunate with um, injuries. Mm. I, you know, that first season, like when he left the Phoenix and he went to Melbourne for the first couple of years, he had those tremendous seasons and then he moved to Stuttgart and in Stuttgart, he went out on loan and then, you know, he got injured and his time there was not really a good time. Um, He ended up coming back again, having another great season and then going off to Europe again and it it didn't work out for him. So yeah, you you can say sometimes the best thing to do is just actually stay in a, in a place and stay for a good couple of years because You know, you look at Costa between Brisbane and coming back to Melbourne, he did have good few decent years in Greece where he played a good amount of football. He was fortunate not to get injured. But with Rojas, you know, Rojas of like Phoenix and like the first couple of years of victory, you could see how like, what I like about Rojas is the fact that he's so direct on the wing. He's a tricky player. He's, his speed is tremendous, great assist rate and scores some really good goals. But yeah, again, it's like character, isn't it? When you go abroad, you either make it or you end up coming back to the A-League. Yeah. Well, I guess in the A-League context too, you have to go, what is the mark of a good player? Is it just a good technical player? Is it a good player that excites people? You know, this guy, like Marco Rojas, had probably more hype than a lot of the players that we've actually mentioned. Or taking just a whole of the A-League context, you've got Bishop Berisha, who scored a bunch of goals and really was a difference in a lot of games that he actually played. Mm. Um, he really proved that he was one of the best players in the A-League, whereas Rojas had a couple of good seasons and was really fantastic to watch. I mean, it's the kind of footballer that you like to turn on your TV and um, like watch play, play in a game. But was he really going to pull a team through to get results and to actually win championship? Yeah, that's, that's spot on. I think that's the main difference between Costa and, and Marco is that, yeah, maybe Costa's not as amazing to watch as, as Marco Rojas, but he'll get the goals in the important moments. And, uh, and obviously in that grand final when Melbourne did win, um, he was there. Now that he's playing for Sydney, they've won the Premier's plate. They look like they're marching towards another championship. He's played an integral role in that. I mean, he was he was fantastic for Brisbane when they won it as well, um, coming in off the bench a lot of the time and, and making a difference. So there's that. And, and as a young player and, and, and managing to do that so early on in his career, you've got to shout him out for that as well. So I think Barbarousas, for me, wins it. I just want to go back to your vote of Danny Hay. Um, <laughs> I just I just think, like, we're talking about all the hallmarks of a, of a great player, you know, someone who, who plays the game so well, who really stands out. Um, you, we mentioned the likes of Barbarousas, of Brocky, of, of goal scorers. Why did you name a defender? Uh, I probably It's probably a bias, right? So I played goalkeeper and defender my whole life, and so... 
you know, goal scorers are always the one that get the spotlight. And also, I'm a, probably a little bit older than you guys, so I remember Danny Hay playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's complete down to footballing bias, if I'm being honest. But what was it about Danny that stood out for you, like when you watched him as a player? Um, obviously, now he's a coach. He's a very high-profile coach in New Zealand. Um, he's obviously got that tactical, technical know-how. What did you notice about his game that really made you sit back and say, look, uh, this is the best player? Just what he did off the ball and actually the way that he could actually read the game. Mm. And so these are the things when you're actually a defender, when you're watching, you're not always just watching like people actually trying to score goals and stuff. Mm. Mm. So his reading of the game stood out as tactical knowledge and awareness of things happening around him. Yeah. 100%. And you can say also that Danny Hay played, you know, um, uh, for Leeds United, his time at Leeds United has that sort of more higher um, quality experience in terms of the level that he played in. You know, he's, he's been in the Champions League squad. He played for Leeds in the Premier League. So, yeah, uh, you his, his reading of the game has really, really been great. And it's about what you find beautiful about football, right? So, like, people find goals beautiful, but a lot of defenders will find the fact that a team has managed to actually shut out a team and get a clean sheet is also just as good. Mm. Yeah. 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 That, that can be just as beautiful. Okay, well, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um, and we've done the the best Kiwi player. We've talked about Barbarossa's Marco Rojas overrated. We found out that Mike has a thing for Danny Hay. Um, <laughs> and now, well, obviously, Danny Hay is the, uh, the coach of the New Zealand All Whites. So congratulations to him. He's a Kiwi man. He knows what to expect. Um, I just wanted to ask if you boys have any other any other things around the A League that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up and we uh, wrap this episode up. There's a uh, lot to talk about. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead, Michael. Um, apart from so obviously we've got Central Coast Mariners. Uh, what's our predictions for the top six? Okay, final predictions for the top six. So Ahmed, I know you said that you expect um, it to be Adelaide and Perth, right? So you're you're saying it's going to finish the way it is currently with Sydney at the top. You're going to say between the Phoenix and City, Brisbane, Perth, and Adelaide, right? Uh, yes. So my my top six at the moment, as it stands, I would say, uh, if I see if if any team could potentially drop out, it would be Brisbane. But I'm I, I've Keeping Adelaide in there, keeping Perth in there, yeah. Western United, you know their front line. They've got some really talented players up top. Diamante, Barisha. So they're they're a bit of a they're a bit of a dark horse, you know. And Newcastle, I don't see them making it. They've already played twenty four. Western Western Sydney, yeah. I'm gonna say I'll stick with how it is. Okay. With potentially maybe. Brisbane dropping out. If any team drops out, it would be Brisbane. Okay, interesting. And Western United. And what do you say, Mike? Kind of similar. Um, I reckon it'll go Sydney. I reckon we'll, we'll clinch second with City clinching third. I reckon Perth will get into fourth. I think Adelaide will move up to fifth. Um, and, yeah, I do think Brisbane will drop out. I think a little bit of a dark horse. I think Western Sydney, they've still got three games after the game against us. Yep. I think they'll they'll jump in just into that sixth spot. Interesting. Well, I've gone for Sydney, Knicks, Melbourne City, Perth, Brisbane to stay in the conversation, and then Western United in sixth, as much as it pains me to say it. I you just still... know what happened. <laughs> I just know Western it will happen. United. I just know it will happen, and in fact, I, 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 I can see it. 
I can almost predict it in the crystal ball that Melbourne City leapfrog us to two and then we finish third and have to play them in that playoff. I can see it happening. Or or even worse is that we get first and second and uh, they make it through their elimination finals and then knock us out in the semifinal. Oh, God, yeah, let's let's pray that doesn't happen. But but that's the thing that's different between... The Phoenix of the Phoenix of old and this, uh, you know, Tally's Phoenix is that I feel like they've done so well on the road and they're coping really well. So the the argument against the Wellington Phoenix in previous seasons has been when it gets to this time of the season and we're having to play all the games in Australia. They used to fluff their lines always in the finals, right? And then we had that one, like you know, that that year where we had back to back home finals against Newcastle and Perth where mm. they ended up winning and Sydney with the handball. But, <laughs> you know, you look, you look at this forget. season. Though, Never and, forget. Yeah. You look at this season though, right? And it's like, they've been so good on the road. The amount of games that they've won, the fact that, you know, they're second in the ladder and like now practically playing the remainder of the season in Australia and they're continuing to win games. It's a different type of Phoenix. But then you're right, it's one-off games, so anything can happen. Yeah, and just a shout-out to the Phoenix in terms of, and, and Uffi for making this team believe on the road because, as you say, every game's in Australia now, so every game's on the road and, and every game's away from Sky Stadium because it has to be, it's it's through necessity. Um, and the Phoenix have really shown that they can adapt and they can get the results they need. I mean, one win, one draw, one loss so far. But at the same time, the team looks like it hasn't really slowed down as much as we worried that they would. Obviously, the other teams have had the same impact, but it's not like the same as in literally moving from your country to another country for a month to sit, you know, to base yourself there, to train there as a unit. That's all you can. You can't see your family. So, yeah, I know we mentioned this quite a few times in our recent podcast, but you, you can't really shout it out enough that the Phoenix have done an incredible job so far. And uh, if they finish second, it's a testament to the character of the team and, and the uh, the coaching staff as well yeah. to get them through it. I reckon the only team that could beat them would be, or has beat them, is Sydney. But they mm. also, you know, uh, this season, I, I can't see, like, if we come up against Melbourne City or Western United, I, I think, yeah. I, I'm going to say, and I'll go all out now, Sydney Phoenix final. Sydney Phoenix final, wouldn't that be great? And uh, after drawing with them and losing to them twice already this season, wouldn't it be fantastic if we finally pulled out a win against them on the biggest stage of all? Mike, Ahmed, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for talking with me on our uh, our first A-League show for Total Football New Zealand. Uh, very much looking forward to this playoffs run that the Phoenix hopefully will go on. Um, although I don't want to preempt it just yet because mathematically it's still a chance that we could drop out if we lose everything else. But it's it's safe to say that um, at the moment we are looking pretty comfortable. So long may that continue uh, and long may the Phoenix continue our consistent form which we've had so far this season. Thanks, Connor. And just thanks, Connor. One, more, one more thing before we go. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, a guy in the Wellington footballing community, Matt Wilden-Smith, a lot of people know him. Uh, had a major house scare while refereeing a game between Eastbourne and Western Suburbs on Saturday. Uh, he's recovering, and he's got lots of great family around him and, and doing well. But if you do want to contribute towards his Give a Little page um, that um, some of his friends and family set up, uh, please head to the Eastbourne, I think it's the Eastbourne Twitter account. It yep. can be found, uh, uh, found through social media. We'll put the link in this, the podcast. Yep. Uh, he's a great guy, and he does a lot through Fever Dreams, uh, which is a charity which helps kids go from Ronald McDonald House 
uh, the two Phoenix games. So, yeah, all the best, Matt, in your recovery, and we, uh, you know, whole football, football community is behind you. Absolutely. Well said, Mike. All the best, Matt. We wish you well on your road to recovery, and we hope that everyone can help him out as well uh, on that Give a Little page and by going yeah, through absolutely. that Eastbourne uh, channel and helping Matt out. So really good cause to help him out because, yeah, that was a terrible health scare for him. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you later. Thank you.